Have you heard the news? Which one? There's a few news items here. You you have heard the news because you sent me the news. <laughs> oh, that news. Yes, I have heard that news. Uh, walk me through your experience hearing this news. Uh, I was scrolling through Twitter while I was, I think I was warming up for working out mm-hmm. and I was just stretching. And I saw, for some reason, Hugh Jackman's tweet. And yeah. it just said, yeah, okay. Or like, yeah, sure. And it was a video. Yeah. And I had no clue it was Hugh Jackman. Yeah. All I saw was that the video just showed Ryan Reynolds sitting on a couch. Okay. And I just went, I have no clue what the fuck this is about. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why it's on my page. I think it's because so many people, um, I think because so many people liked it. Are interacting with it. So it just popped it. up yeah. on my feed. So I clicked on it to watch it. And I was like, oh, it's about Deadpool. And I completely did not make the connection about why would Hugh Jackman be involved in the promotion for a Deadpool movie. Yeah. Until literally the... I literally didn't even know until that silence when he goes, hey, Hugh, would you be like <laughs> only then in that period, in that moment, as you hear him walking up the stairs before he answers, I went, oh, shit, that's what this is about. Like, <laughs> so you got like the full experience. The, I got the full experience. The intended experience yes. of that tweet. It was just, hey, Hugh, would you want to come back and play? I just went, wait, what? And then, uh, Hugh, Yeah. Sure, right. Sure, right. <laughs> and I... <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. So I had a very similar experience. I actually didn't learn of it from you. I <gasps> learned about it just earlier. How dare you? From our old mutual friend, Tom. Uh, he sent me the link, just the link to Ryan Reynolds' tweet. Uh, and it said, Deadpool, Deadpool 3 update or whatever. And I was like, ooh, this will be fun. Uh, maybe a release date, release window uh some plans of like uh all right ladies and gentlemen we're gonna keep it r-rated or something which i think i already said that yes um and i i had the same the same experience uh he's like so we're we're trying to think of what we could come up with and i got nothing (laughs) so but i did come up with this (laughs) and then he walks past us he's like hey hugh i was like oh wow they're gonna get wolverine to come back that's interesting wait he was never in a deadpool movie (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like excited to see Hugh Jackman come back, even though I thought he had the perfect send off with Logan. Yep. Um, but then the it set in that like, wait, this is going to be new Deadpool and Wolverine interacting for the first time. And I got so excited. Um, and then you texted me like three minutes after. OK, good. So, <laughs> so I was still close. reeling from like the I think okay. I responded to you just saying, holy fuck. <laughs> And that was still my genuine reaction because I, I was still reeling. Because I thought Hugh Jackman came out and said very plain text, I'm done playing this character. I don't exactly. want to do this character again. Yep. I, I don't think he said I don't want to do it, but like, this is it. Logan was a send off. It's time for either Wolverine to take a rest or for someone else to take up the mantle. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I could, I'm not like, <coughs> he's not like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man to me. We're like, I don't ever want to see anybody else do Iron Man. No, I don't think you can. Yeah, but I could see someone else do Wolverine because they also did a very specific flavor of Wolverine. I would still want them to do like the real comic booky. That's what people are saying. They're saying, are they going to bring out the yellow and blue Wolverine costume with the <gasps> the big whatever yep, the, the fucking big black black uh, yeah whatever the fuck horns. those were <laughs> the, like horns. the horns yeah. yeah. 
uh, like real gruff, like hairy arms, always has a cigar, hates everybody. Has, the, always has angry. The, the white eyes. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. white eyes over his. Yeah, exactly. Which you saw like a hint of. They like teased like, oh, he has a suit in one of the movies. But he's like, nah, I'm not worried that. Yeah. Um, which is like, we got a very cool Hugh Jackman Wolverine. And I don't want anybody else to do that. But I am ready for like a comic booky Wolverine, which it seems like. Did you see the follow up tweet? Yes. They like tweeted again FAQ. and they're like, we had a lot of questions and we're yeah. here to answer them. Now, how does Wolverine exist in this movie when he had to send off yeah. in Logan and he died in Logan? Well, and then they just started playing like. Uh, Jitterbug? Yeah. <laughs> which Jitterbug. is very good. Which uh, people on Twitter, like there is audio of them talking and people on Twitter is like, I use this program to like remove the audio of Jitterbug uh, and then like dial up their voice. And they're literally just talking about running and chasing and stabbing Deadpool in the head. <laughs> like they're not talking about how Wolverine. Wolverine came into this world um but obviously that's them saying like just be along for the ride like he's here <laughs> like Patrick, well, he, he Patrick needs... Stewart was in Doctor Strange yeah different universe like there's so many things they can do with it it's a comic book movie I just want to see it on screen and it's 2024 mm-hmm. it, right so two years September 9th two years for uh Hugh Jackman to get back into shape yeah let me rephrase that. He's in shape. Do you <laughs> get, get back into freakish shape? Freakish yeah, shape. shape. I remember in college that 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 um, explosion scene when he comes out of the the tube, the tub. The tub. Yeah. I remember that was like a men's health like theme of like <laughs> yeah. how to be this jack. How to look like that second of TV Sh- movie fucking footage. striation everywhere. The um. I remember there was a real impressive number. He was doing like heavy, heavy numbers. I think he was pulling a 450, 500 deadlift. Ooh. That's, as an actor, that's serious weight. Yeah. That's serious. I think it was 500, if not more. That's crazy. It was It was a, a crazy amount of weight. Now I want to know. Hang on. Uh, how? Sorry. Have you ever seen the video of him doing, recording the voiceover for Logan? Have you ever yes. seen, have you seen Logan? I've uh, I've only seen scenes. Oh, dude! But you no. gotta. Uh, it'll be weird now knowing that he is coming back for Deadpool three. That but like Logan is his send off. Um, four hundred and thirty five pounds. Jesus. So not five hundred. Yeah, four hundred thirty five though is. Woo. Logan <laughs> is my favorite movie in the X Men universe. Um, really, out of like the X Men one two three, the first class whatever the other ones were and then when they started to get really bad no you want to know what my favorite was i really like first class too first class was cool uh, but I, my favorite was uh, uh uh apocalypse interesting yeah you know why no nope. magneto okay yeah yeah he, there were so many good he, magneto yeah, scenes. he was the best character in that one so many good magneto scenes yeah just incredible uh i still this- love that bar scene when he's drinking the beers Mm-hmm. And the Germans are behind him. Yeah, and he goes to sound, and he's all friendly. Yeah, it's just oh, <laughs> oh, that's such a good scene. Yeah, it's really good. Um, there's this hilarious video, like behind the scenes of when they recorded like the voiceover for Logan, which is like there's a scene where he's like running through the forest and he's like chasing guys and he's slashing them and then he like jumps ten feet and stabs his claws into a guy, and it's Hugh Jackman like watching the footage so he could grunt along with it. And he's yeah, like, I know. <laughs> you know, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> he's yeah. like grunting like an animal, and then at the end, like screams, he screams yeah. and like his veins are popping out of his neck. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, and cut. And he's like, 
this is pretty fun. <laughs> like, and he just has this big grin on his face. Like the juxtaposition of maybe one of the nicest guys in Hollywood with playing savage animal ripped shredded Wolverine. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. I'm, I'm glad he's back for like a little bit. Did you see uh, Krasinski's tweet? <laughs> is this our movie? Yeah. <laughs> Which at first I was like, Fantastic Four? Like, is he, like, teasing that a little bit more? But Ryan Reynolds and John Krasinski are in a movie together. So he's like, wait, is this our movie? Oh, okay, okay. So, no, not a Fantastic Four thing. Or... Or is it? Or is there a cameo? (laughs) I don't know. That would be a stretch to have that cameo. Deadpool and or Wolverine showing up in Fantastic Four? I could see some level of it maybe being involved at the very least an end credit scene. Something To begin planting seeds. Yeah. In the MCU style, they do. I've heard so many funny fan theories of how they could introduce Deadpool into the MCU. And one of them is just uh, Deadpool on a computer dragging a folder that says uh, 20th Century Fox Marvel into the folder that says Disney Marvel. And then just copy and pasting it. Are you sure? Yes. And then all the characters are just in the MCU. And that's it. I, I hope they do something like that. I had, uh, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I had my my dream wish of how they would do the Stan Lee cameo in Deadpool. Uh, and I, however he shows up, I wanted Deadpool to like kind of look at him and then look at the camera and be like, is that Stan Lee? And then like move on. <laughs> but they didn't. He, yeah. he just had like a normal cameo. But yeah. Exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> Much I'm, excited. I'm, I'm excited it's R. I'm excited it's Deadpool 3. It's just carrying on the same thing. It'll be like the first, it'll be the first property that continues on in the MCU. Besides technically Iron Man. Because I think Iron Man 1 was before Disney bought them. And then Iron Man 2 was after the Disney purchase. Deadpool happened after Disney purchased MCU. After Disney purchased MCU, but not after Disney purchased Fox. That was uh, Dark Phoenix came out like right after Disney announced that they had purchased. Uh, Dark Phoenix was a good movie too. Nope. <laughs> That's not what I heard. I haven't seen you it. You haven't even seen no. it. No. You haven't even seen it. Here you go again. Well, everybody tells me it's bad, so it must be bad, so I can't have an opinion. I, How dare you? How dare you? What was it that I finally saw and was like, okay, maybe it wasn't that bad or whatever? I think it was Uncharted. Yeah, it, it must have been Uncharted from a couple of weeks ago. When I was like so ready to hate this fucking movie, but yeah, I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't that, bad. that bad. Yeah, I heard terrible things about oh, Dark did Phoenix. You? Oh yeah, did you? That's the one that's all about Jean Grey, right? Like, yes. Ugh, I don't know. I had no interest from it from the trailers, but I also like I burnt out on X Men way before you did. Uh, I never burned out on them. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, yeah. that was the last one. <laughs> Apocalypse was the last one before that, right? And then before Apocalypse that, was the very last one. I no, think? and then Dark Phoenix. Then Dark Phoenix, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dark Phoenix came out like a week after they announced the Disney Warner Brothers or um, 20th Century Fox merger. Dark Phoenix was dark. It was like I found I found that X Men as a whole is not a friendly, happy story in any way. No, it's very much a dark and dramatic. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, all about tragedy. Humans versus mutants and like it's the fr- it's just it's tragic. Yeah, it's all tragic. Even yeah. just Professor X and Magneto, Charles and Magneto. Just, yeah, 
that it, alone. It is very tragic. It's that's extre- re- that's really interesting. It's I, it's everybody's story is tragic, right? Yeah, because they're all rejects. Yeah, exactly. From society, that's like the whole thing. It's like mutants and humans. Uh, some people think that one is better than the other. Some people think one is inferior to the other. So it's all about like that, and that's why like Magneto is like the perfect through line of like. They'll never a, accept he was us. Jewish during the Holocaust. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah. They'll never they'll never accept us. I know what humans are capable of at the worst. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why I liked Apocalypse so much. Yeah. Because Apocalypse was the epitome of that. The ap- Apocalypse was the epitome of no, we're gods. Yeah. And this should not be how the world is. They should be worshiping us. Yeah. And Magneto was just all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, I hope they kind of like keep that thread when they come into the MCU. Because like the MCU Tragic. is very MCU, but like introducing, reintroducing the X-Men could like bring a different kind of flavor to superhero movies. Because uh, to me, X-Men always had that DC darkness theme. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Always just because again, yeah, you're right. That That whole being a reject from society, you know... I'm I'm thinking of specifically the introduction of Wolverine. Yeah. And he's the freak, right? Yeah. And nobody actually likes him. Yeah. Like in the introduction in the first movie? Yes. Yeah. Right? And he and so it's just this Yeah, you get that vibe of just you're not welcomed or accepted anywhere, which is hence why Charles's school is so peaceful yeah right and happy it's because it's you have good. a place where people it's can be the themselves. island of misfit toys yeah people yeah. could be themselves and be accepted for who they are and that's like a theme that is very common i think in just people in general but i always felt this theme of that dc tragedy behind x-men in, in general yeah you even think of just how quicksilver came in mm-hmm. not knowing his dad and then mm-hmm. finding magneto and then just this rejection of it and then yeah uh, nothing there's like no happy ending in this in any of the stories yeah <laughs> they're all sad yeah even like what we we defeated the bad guy and now the movie's over is still like we defeated the bad guy but at what cost yes <laughs> and we learned so many lessons along the way yeah it's always that <laughs> it's never just hey we accomplished it yeah right um <laughs> man thinking back to x-men one one of the best movie lines of all time do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning same thing that happens to everybody else. Cow! <laughs> <laughs> that toad's fucking dead. <laughs> I remember watching that as a young kid, thinking like, "Huh, there must be some like reference here that I don't get because I'm young." But that that line doesn't seem to be very clever to me. <laughs> and then I grew up, and I'm like, "Nope, just a dumb line." <laughs> Yeah, but I, it's kind of savage. I like it. <laughs> Same thing to everybody else. There's no joke Whack. here. Yeah, exactly. Ow, Wu Tang. Oh yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that was a good movie too. X Men, the first X Men movie. X Two. X Two is that was my favorite. They weren't bad movies. Uh, X Three was really corny. Which one For, was X Three? Um. The one with the kid who could, there was like some kid that they were trying to keep safe and the mutants were trying to get him because he can, 
his blood can like infuse humans with mutant blood or something like that. I it's it's been so long since I've seen it. But that one also had some of the like the Jean Grey uh, typical storyline. That's where she like dies and like the spirit of the phoenix or something. God, it's been so long. I don't fully remember, but that one was like the cheesiest and corniest. And they had like dozens of mutants fighting each other which is like cool but like none of them really had time to shine and there wasn't as much character development it's just a series of events first class was amazing because it got back into the characters and that was about like the bromance between um charles and um magneto um what's his name what's magneto's name uh eric eric Eric. Um, yes. And then Days of Future Past was cool, <laughs> a little bit more campy, but um, it was very exciting, very interesting. Um, and then Apocalypse, I thought was all right. Dark Phoenix, I haven't seen. I've been warned not to waste my time to see it, but um, it was reviewed very badly by critics and fans, and by my uh, one of my friends at work, who is a diehard Phoenix fan, uh, and hated it. <laughs> Loves Jean Grey. It's his favorite uh, comic book character and hated that movie. But to each his own. Maybe I'm biased. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Maybe I'm just biased. But speaking about um, speaking about being a kid again, like you said, kind yeah. of all that. What is your opinion on big boy <laughs> McDonald Glisbergers? So we just talked about this before we started recording. I uh, We have this shared note on our iPhones, and I get notifications. I don't know if you get push notifications, like Chris updated the note. I don't. I have it turned off. Okay, so I do. So I got Dubs updated the note, and I clicked on it immediately because I was on my phone when I got that notification. I clicked on it, and you were still updating the note. So I got to see you type live, big boy McD Glizberger times, <laughs> and you didn't see, but I was typing back to you in the note. What the fuck? Uh, I don't know what that means. Big boy, big boy McDonald Glisberger times. Can I take a crack at what I think that means? Always. I Is that when you are a kid getting McDonald's with the family and you finally reach the age where you can order burgers off like the adult menu? Close. Like instead of getting the Happy Meal burgers, Close. you get to order a Big Close. Mac or a Quarter Pounder? No, You're tell so me. warm. You're so warm. Um... <laughs> McDonald's is bringing back Happy Meals, yeah. but for adults. What? And they're bringing back old toys <gasps> for the Happy like Meals. Like Transformers? And the Happy Meals are going to be just full-on, just 10-piece McNugget. <laughs> Big Mac Happy Meal. Big Mac Meal. with fries. Dude. Yes. So it's like the Taco Bell boxes, but McDonald's. I don't know what that is. It's a bunch of food in a box. <laughs> it's like a cheesy gritty crunch and two tacos and the cinnamon sticks Does and it a come soda. with a toy? No toy. Then it's not a Happy Meal. <laughs> well, it's a Taco Bell box. Um, that's cool. That's exciting. So, I wanted to get your opinion. As someone, I know you are an enjoyer of of these types of establishments. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. What are your thoughts on them bringing back Happy Meals, but for adults? So, I, I appreciate the marketing tactic of the box meal or the Happy Meal. Where when I go to McDonald's, I think, I want a Big Mac. Like, I want the flavor and texture and... That warm lettuce McChicken. I want that warm lettuce of the McChicken. The mayo. I want, like, my own things. But when there's a box at Taco Bell, like, if I'm going to get a Cheesy Gordita Crunch and a Baja Blast, and I see that there's a box 
for like $2 more. That's a cheesy gordita crunch, a Baja Blast, and two tacos. I might be like, "Mm, let me get the box. Let me get that late night box or whatever it's called. And what the marketing tactic there is, I mean, why not get that? Even though I didn't want fries, I might as well get the box because it's just a little bit more money. And they're just convincing you to buy more McDonald's than you wanted to when you pulled up to the line. It's like that situation of me and Taco Bell, which I don't do that often. I usually stick to my guns and get what I want to get. But if I want a cheesy gritty crunch and a Baja Blast and I see that there's a thing that costs $2 more, that's basically that, but just a little more. It's just a little more, Chris. And I go, okay. Then Taco Bell has caused me to buy more Taco Bell that night. So that's that's the marketing tactic to get you to spend a little bit more. And over time that adds up and they make money and whatever. So I appreciate that. So that's my, from a business standpoint, I, I like that. Uh, and then there's also the marketing tactic that it seems like they're taking, knowing nothing about this besides what you just said of the nostalgia route of just like, remember what it was like to get like, I think that's all this is because it's, it's literally just, you're getting a combo meal, but it comes with a toy and it comes in a box, an old toy. Yeah. An old toy, an old revived (laughs) nostalgic toy inside a happy meal box. So stupid. It's going to sell like hotcakes. What, what toys do you want them to bring back? Was did they were they the ones that did the gold Pokemon cards, or was that Burger King? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. I don't think it was them. I think it was Burger King. Burger King had the good toys. Wild Wild West. Oh, oh yes. They came with like sunglasses and badges and like and then like a little spider toy, like yeah. a little wind up. Yeah. Um, Wild Wild West. That was a good one. I remember that because those are my favorite toys. Yeah, they had the the Mulan ones. Um, I never got the Mulan. Uh, I, Burger King had the the Lord of the Rings goblets. Never had Burger King near me growing up, so I yeah. never went there. Hey, um, man, McDonald's boy. McChickens, warm lettuce, warm mayo. I would always ask my parents to go to Wendy's because they had the chicken nuggets with the cheese sauce. I only got the, the literally the only thing I've gotten from Wendy's is the spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken sandwich. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah. What, that's the only thing you've ever gotten? Oh, yeah. What about a Frosty? No. You've never gotten a Frosty? I don't like Frosties. You don't like ice cream? I don't care for it. Okay. Good for it's you, fine. I guess. fine. I just don't crave no. it. I literally don't crave it. The only time I get it, I think, is once a summer when I visit my family in Cape Cod or something. A Frosty and or ice cream? Ice cream. What? And then they go, oh, do you want ice cream? And I go... Uh, sure. If everybody really is going to want one, we go. <laughs> okay. I'm never. Wow. Let's go get ice cream. I want ice cream. That's, that's bizarre to me. Why? I get ice cream about once a week. <laughs> once a week? We've Same... talked about this. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm I sorry. don't need you to I'm judge sorry. me on not... and off air. <laughs> <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> Same flavor? Yeah, McDonald's cone. Oh, you get McDonald's. It's not even like boutique, locally sourced well, fucking no, ice cream. And we do that too. Oh, so it's more. Okay, so then. And I usually go for like a. I don't really like the sweet flavors. I pistachio? like the chocolatey flavors. Oh, no. chocolatey. Like a. Reese's Cup? Chocolatey peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, Reese's Cup is chocolatey good. Chocolatey caramel. Oh, yeah. Chocolatey. I, I'm not saying I'm against ice cream. Sure. I'm just saying. And I'm not saying like I hate it. I'm not here going, that's oh, good. it's so gross. Hey, ice cream is so just. It's just. It's too sweet. It's, that's <laughs> that not was what a I'm really saying. good you impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's too sweet. <laughs> There's too much fat and lactose. No, it's not. That's not it what I'm. Too much lactose. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I don't. I don't get so excited about it that I go out of my way to get it. 
You know what I mean? And it's never a feeling. I'm also not really a big dessert person. Mm. Uh oh. You're going to judge me hard. You know what my dessert is? Uh oh. Tell me. My dessert will either be eggs and anchovies. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you'll. I take a handful of raw kale. (laughs) You'll hate me for this, actually. Yeah. Uh, When they have it, Costco sells a big container. Of organic raw sauerkraut. Fuck off. And ah, you know. I would have just a few forkfuls of sauerkraut yeah. uh, in a bowl. Okay. And that would be my dessert. Yeah. Um, it's pickled. Or right? kimchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your, that's your vibe. That would be the dessert. But um, when it gets into the seasons, like the colder seasons, yeah. and all the, all the baked goods come out, I will have, uh, for like, usually we get candy just in case kids show up yeah they never do but we get candy just in case they do for halloween and that candy lasts just about a year (laughs) because i will eat like a cup like the little you know the little round gold reese's cups oh yeah i'll have one of those those for dessert ones and that's it they have the best chocolate or peanut butter ratio yeah and texture yeah melty yeah melty but you have to you like bite them you know, like yeah. you chew through them instead of the regular Reese's where you're just biting into like a wet piece of bread. You know what I do crave mm. when I see it is stuff that I just never have. So, for example, remember when we went out to eat? Yeah. I got carrot cake. Yeah. It's because I went, oh, carrot cake. <laughs> it's because <laughs> I don't have it's been cake. 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it was. I remember this from my childhood. <laughs> It's that. I had this one time on a cruise. The last time I had it was the last time I was there at Jay Gill's. So it's just, wow, I don't have carrot cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want carrot cake. I do like that. I I do want to change my relationship with dessert. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we lost him. (laughs) For me, it is part of the meal experience. (laughs) Oh. It is bad timing to drink. We will have the dinner, and then I will put the plates in the sink. How many cookies would you want? (laughs) Like very frequently. Uh, We have finished dinner. Would you like to get in the car to go to McDonald's to get a cone? Oh Jesus Christ! I don't think it's bad to have dessert. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's in moderation. I think it should be a treat. I want. I want that experience where I'm like carrot cake. I haven't had that in years. <laughs> like, that would be cool of, like, a nice little treat. Like, oh, it's summer. You know what that means? Ice cream season. Not just, oh, it's fucking Tuesday and I'm bored. Ice cream season. <laughs> See, that never passes my mind. Yeah. To get food when I'm bored. It's also just because... I, I've said it before. I eat on a schedule mm. of a time window. Like, yeah. a, for a time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for me, it's all just as a fit in my time frame. Yeah. And usually... When I eat, there's some weird noises happening outside. I didn't know if it was a plane. I think it was a motorcycle. I think that was one of the aliens from War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. That is exactly what it sounded like. (laughs) That's why I almost stopped talking. I just went, that sounds catastrophic. (laughs) And knowing how life has been. I don't know what that noise was, but someone died. Yeah. And the past two years, the way things have been going, I wouldn't be surprised if it was an alien invasion. Uh, Fuck. So, uh, uh, 
What was I saying? Dessert. Oh yeah, dessert. It's usually I don't have time because if I wanted dessert, I would be eating outside of my window. Yeah. So I just don't. Interesting. You know. Um, can we get back to the original topic? Do you know what these big boy Glizzburger meals are going to consist of? Oh, yes. Have you ever had a Glizzburger? No. I th- well, I think you've said this word to me before and have described it. I don't like the sound of it. <laughs> you know what glizzies are? Nope. I don't like the sound of it. You Go never ahead. had a good glizzy? Nope. <laughs> Go ahead. We're known for glizzies here. Okay. They're, Go ahead. They're dogs. They're hot dogs. Oh, okay. Are glizzies? Glizzies. Why are they called that? You never seen the glizzy meme? Glizzies. No. It sounds kind of familiar. How do you not know about this? I don't know. Say words. <laughs> Tell uh, me what it is. It's a glizzy. Um, hang on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, there's that thing you do. <laughs> here's a new made-up word you've never heard before. What is that? Oh, here's the word again. Okay, no, but what okay, is that? So you've never seen the glizzy, the glizzy tweet. This glizzy. Uh, so okay, it's, it looks familiar. It's four pictures of President Barack Obama eating hot dogs sure and the caption goes obama really the glizzy gulper and then somebody says trump could never throw that much glizzy and then it's the heart eye emojis and then it says yes he could idiot maga 2020 and he's and then that person says you mad obama the throat goat and then the response to that is he isn't throat goat trump could throat more than him any day so that's what that's where glizzies the glizzy gulper i feel like that's not where glizzy comes from (laughs) But that glizzy was used there and popularized there. It was popularized there. But where so. does that term originate from? Uh, that I don't know. But glizzy gulper, <laughs> glizzies. Okay, so, so uh, a glizz burger, yeah, is essentially a burger hot dog combo. Burger hot dog combo. So like some cut up hot dogs on a burger. A dog split down the middle, charred, cut in half. Yep. Layered on top of a cheeseburger. So you get four half Lincoln logs of hot dog. Yes. On top of a burger patty. Yes. In a bun. Yes. Glizz burger. Okay. I can get down with that. Okay, so you haven't had one. I haven't had one. Okay. I've probably made one at a barbecue sometime. <laughs> That's the only Chris, time. you want a hot dog or a hamburger? Oh. <laughs> That's the only time I've had them is barbecues. Yeah. Um, but it made me realize or it made me wonder just because of the most recent um, uh, the adult happy meal from from uh, McDonald's. It made me just think of what is more American? Hot dogs or cheeseburgers? Ooh, hot dogs. Really? Yeah. Did you feel strongly the other way? I think hot dogs are more are more found in Europe than you believe. Sausages are more found in Europe, I think. Hot dogs. I remember a an actual like hot dog local shoot. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know of a place in Sweden too. Oh, well, it's a place. So but you said Sweden. I was going to say Czech Republic. Okay, so, so those are different. Different and neither spots. of them America. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those. Uh, is it then? Because I feel like cheeseburgers are not that common outside of America. Yeah, you know, like I thought like you could get a cheeseburger ever, but I feel like it's like an American cheeseburger. So I think it might be cheeseburger. Quick side note. Have I ever told you about the Swedish way to do hot dogs? They have like an obsession with hot dogs and they eat them in a fucking weird 
genius way. Okay. There's no. two ways. Uh, a hot dog in Sweden is called Vornkorv, which is hot korv, which is hot sausage, so hot dog. Okay. Uh, med mousse, and mousse is Swedish for uh, mashed potatoes. Um, so hot dog with mashed potatoes. In uh, a and, bun? No. You get one of those, like, diner, like, take a snack shack, like, cardboard boats of french fries. Okay. But no french fries. Two scoops of, like, instant mashed potatoes. Like, like get them at a cheap restaurant, mashed potatoes, buttery, delicious. Ew. And then they just lay a hot dog down in between the mashed potatoes. They ask you what you want for toppings. I only had it with ketchup. I'd probably only recommend it with ketchup, but they have mustard mayo whatever and then just do a little like artistic jackson pollock zigzag of of ketchup on um uh delicious warm puffy pillowy um uh, mashed potatoes with a nice just like ballpark frank and then they give you a um spork and a knife how is sit down on a bench how is the hot dog cooked is it boiled boiled the other way they have it, I forget the Swedish word for it, but it's hot dog in bread. Not a hot dog bun, but a hollowed out short baguette, like a hot dog length baguette With that they hollow head. the inside out. They ask you what you want for toppings. And like, say it's ketchup. They aim the ketchup spout so it's pointing straight down the baguette. And then as they squirt, they tilt it up like reverse beer pour. Like, you know how you pour a beer with a tap and you slowly make it more vertical? They do the opposite of that. So it like sprays the whole inside wall with ketchup and then they slide the hot dog into it. And then you just have a tube of bread that you could take bites out of. And it's like a corn dog, but baguette instead of with crunchy. Ooh, that sounds good. Crunchy, warm, toasty you know, baguette. You know what the other one sounded like? What? Bangers and mash. Pretty much. Yeah. But like pretty american like instant mashed potatoes with like a ballpark frank it was very accessible to me a 12 year old in sweden uh and then the other one was pretty good but they also have fucking weird swedish things the most popular one that swedes get and that my grandfather would get all the time is the one filled with instead of ketchup inside the baguette seafood salad and then they slam a hot dog in there So that was because uh, sweet don't have don't sweets have a huge amount of like fermented stuff, lots of fermented stuff, lots of fish, and then lots of like <clears throat> uh, like red meat, and they boil a lot of their meat. Is so, it like reindeer meat? Yeah, reindeer, um, and then cow and pig. Um, so and often mixed. So like they're big sausage over there. Like Germans have brats. We have hot dogs. They have korv, which is. Uh, Equal parts pork, beef, potato in a sausage. Okay. Which is pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Good with like a jelly. You like dip it in like a... So do you still, do you still stand by hot dogs or more American? No. Okay. <laughs> Not after this conversation. You, you pointed out that I, was, I got them. I was in Sweden for five weeks as a 12-year-old. And I got maybe 300 of those. (laughs) (laughs) And they were everywhere. Like, that's their street food. Like, New York has, like, hot dogs, peanuts, whatever. Uh, They have street nuts. Those bag of nuts. Bag of nuts. The sugar sugar peanuts. Candied cashews. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Come on now. Uh, um, (laughs) I told you, I I ate so much as a kid, I threw up one time. (laughs) They, oh, should I tell you this? 
you that you'll probably be safe from this. They have a 64 ounce of candied cashews at Costco. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm just imagining the powerful shits you get from them. <laughs> Between the fat and the sugar and the oil. And the yeah. Sugar and the oil. It's like a fucking powerful shit. <laughs> just <laughs> just laxative induced fucking Ugh, shits. Come on. Do you remember um Morbid Time? I haven't seen it. Uh. <laughs> Do you remember I am the dog's hit? Do you remember what that means? I am the dog's hit. I am the dog shit. Is that a code for I am the I dog think shit? I did it as a code. I well, yeah, they always are. <laughs> I'm trying to decipher this. I feel like Nick Cage and National Treasure right now. I think I I think it was I am the dog shit and I, I am the hit, dog hit shit. The shit. So it was hit, and we would have to put together have to put together the S and the hit. Okay, so so you put dogs hit. But you meant it as dog shit. I am the dog shit. Doesn't mean like you are the shit, which is cool. But you're the dog shit, which isn't so cool. No, and you're gonna you're gonna just hate me when I say this. You know, you remember what it is? It was a thought and feeling I had when I was watching my uh, mother's dog take a shit. Okay, that I was walking. I'm I'm into this so far. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining myself viewing And my then dog. you saw the poop come out of the dog and you're like, that's me. <laughs> I'm the dog shit. It was one of those crazy This feels thoughts. like, oh man, isn't the world terrible? And it's <laughs> everything... <laughs> everything's futile. There's no point in trying. No. <laughs> I'm the dog shit. <laughs> no. It was not a reflection on, on global events. Or current status of humanity. It was... It was me... It's, this is going to sound... I, I don't know how to not sound like a weirdo for saying this. We're past it. How often do you... <laughs> <laughs> how often do you watch a dog shit? Almost every time my dog shits. Okay, so you see it a lot, right? Yeah. Do you? Because my dog does it in a very interesting way. And you have to walk your dog, right? Yeah. So you have to walk your dog, watch your dog shit. Yeah. Watch your dog finish. Yeah. And then keep going. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> what goes through your head when you watch the dog take a shit? There's got to be an easier way to shit. <laughs> My dog does a thing, the squat, the bring the yeah. back legs forward, but she lifts one. So she's on a, like a little tripod, but they're all three lined up because like when the back legs come forward, they're basically in line with the front legs. So she like kind of wobbles back and forth a little bit. And then like the foot that she raised, like kind of taps on the ground. Like I used to do this when we used to work out in the garage and we used to just stand on one foot. I just have to like do little taps to like recenter my balance. I wouldn't stand on one, but I would right. just tap to like bounce me the other way. She does that. Just tap, tap, tap. And it almost looks like she's pumping the poop out of her. With Maybe her she is. <laughs> Maybe no, she I think is. She's, just, she's wobbly and she's she's losing balance. And then sometimes she's a girl. So she when she pees, she like squats down like that. She doesn't lift a leg. She pees and then she'll be in the middle of peeing and realize she has to poop and just squat a little bit more. <laughs> and the pee just transitions into a poop, which is pretty good, pretty efficient. And we call it a pupe when she does that. <laughs> 
So that's what I think about. But also, sometimes I'm just like on my phone. So I'm thinking about what's going on with my phone. Sometimes I'm thinking about the weather. If it happens to be raining <laughs> while I'm taking the dog out. What about you? What do you think about when you watch your dog poop? I kind of envision... I don't know, my life. Wow. Right? <laughs> I've had dogs my whole life. Yeah. I've literally had dogs since I can remember having a memory. Yeah. So dogs are kind of a staple. And there's something about the way dogs shit. And this is, of course, how all animals shit in their own way, right? It goes beyond just the act of shitting, though. But for some reason, watching my dog, watching the dog take a shit, it... It triggered this real base memory or mm. thought and just put it in relation to my experiences now. Yeah. So if you think about it in the sense of you hear that question that sometimes pops up of if you could go back in time and live life again from the age of five or six uh, all over again, but you had the knowledge and awareness that you currently have, how would you live your life? Mm. And I think of that kind of feeling and that kind of experience, but I don't get it in that situation. I get it from just watching the dog shit where I think I, <laughs> you're, you're the look you're giving me right now. is just this weird wonderment on your face. As I'm explaining There's this. a fair bit of wonder. There's a fair bit of like concerned therapist. <laughs> They're like genuine shock of just like, wow, I don't think about that when I'm watching my dog shit. I distinctly don't. It's almost, if you think of time yeah. and we think of it as a line and Linear. we think of these bullet points or these, these dots on it, imagine those dots, not just being events that we experience or milestones of our life, but think of these dots as just as just uh, uh, recurring waves, like a pebble that you throw into a body of water and those ripples that spread. And But imagine they're the exact same ripples across this time, uh, this timeline, and the ripples are just your dogs taking a shit. Okay. Right? So this line, and you have your dog taking a shit, and you realize all those ripples have the same pattern. And it's just for some reason when I watch my dog take a shit, and this happened recently, I don't know when, two weeks ago, and I was just thinking, there's something about my dog taking a shit that takes me into an out-of-body experience of time. Right? You're, doing, you're giving that look again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and I'm restraining it. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me like this out of body experience it gave me this out of body experience of just dude thinking. your eyes are watering <laughs> <laughs> and i was just thinking about how i was experiencing and standing in this ripple of time and if i never moved it would have been the same house in the same yard with different dogs with different shits but the actions and the motions and this experience it's it's as if if you took a snapshot and you took a picture every time that you filled gas in your car and you just played them in a in a flip book that's what i felt but with my dog taking a shit. Whoa. Okay. And I had that thought and experience of just 
the marking of time passing that I'm existing on, this plane that's for some reason measured by the dog taking a shit. Okay, interesting. And I just I'm, thought I think I'm kind of along here with you. It's weird that that's your trigger. That that's the moment where you're like, man, life, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm we're, we all we're all here with you for this journey. You're picturing a timeline of your life or a timeline of time or whatever. And there's a little dot when you're born and a little dot when you started kindergarten, a little dot when you milestones. A little milestones, yeah. A little dot when you had your first kiss, a little dot when you had this girlfriend, a little dot when you broke up with that girlfriend, a little dot when you met your current girlfriend, dot when you moved, dot when you moved, dot when something tragic happened, dot when blah 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 blah. But instead <laughs> You say, you tell the computer program that's making this timeline, no, 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 hide all those dots. Okay, what day did you want to show? Show me all the dog shits. And then a billion dots, so many dog shits. And then like you hover over each dot and you get a little snapshot of you standing there holding the leash with the dog. And it's like all the same, but you're like, you're getting older and time, yes. time is passing. The dog you're is in, older. You have the different leashes. You're yep. in a different yard. You're on a different house, different yes. dog, yes. different clothes, different yes. style. You have a different car in the driveway in this, this image, but it's always the dog shitting. The constant is the dog shitting, but it's a different dog. It's a different shit. There's a different, uh, you, you look different. You have different hair. There's someone with you. There's someone not with you. Okay, sure. And then you imagine that timeline continuing in the projection of you as you get older. Yeah, you're as gonna, the dog gets older, unfortunately, the dog will pass away. You're going to be balding. You have a gray beard. You have, uh, yeah, different relatives. And then it's you, you shitting. And wow, you right? shitting in the yard, right? And yet that one foot tapping to keep yourself. Did you get to the point where you get old? Yeah. Uh huh. Does this make sense? Uh, I don't picture the you shitting part. Imagine, imagine that progression of that timeline expectation. Yeah. And it's this weird self-reflective experience of the passing of time. Yeah, that's just that's what I that's what I that's that's pretty crazy. What do I think of when I think of this thing? I've I've had that thought of like a consistent thing of like it's almost depressing in a way of like take a snapshot. What if there was just an invisible camera you didn't know that was there that took a photo of you every time you're filling your gas? I'm like probably standing in the same way every time. Right hand holding the thing, left hand scrolling through my phone or something. Or I lock the thing and then I just lean against the car and just watch the the gas, the gallons go up or something. Or like I do that and I grab the windshield wiper and I like clean the thing. But it's like one of those three things. <laughs> Sometimes if there's someone in the passenger seat, I'll be like, hey, can you just open the door and like check on the gas? I'm going to go get us some snacks or something. You are going to possibly have a thought or feeling like this out of nowhere once you hit your birthday the big 30 yeah i think you're going to start i have a friend who just turned 36 wow yeah yeah and he went holy fuck i'm 36 <laughs> yeah i said yeah that's weird he went no that's bad he was like that's not good i'm 4 years from 40 yeah and then what then you're 10 years from 50 and 20 years from 60 Right. It's just, there's a weird feeling as, again, you'll know this when you, I'm, I, I keep forgetting I'm much older than you because it doesn't yeah, feel like that. You're a fair bit older than me. It doesn't feel like it. Four, I think we discovered four years older than me. You're, no, you're 34. So you're like four and a half years older than me. Yeah. That is quite a bit. Yeah. 
Because it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It, it, like, I feel like we're the exact same age. Yeah. And I feel like we're both in our mid-20s. Uh, the older... Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> and we're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the older you get, the more you feel like that with people. Like, like my two friends I go camping with are 45 and 53. Like 48 or something in 53. We're all buds. Well, right, but like, it's not it's not a relation. It's it's your self image. Your self age. It's your self perception of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, sure, sure, sure. It's your view of yourself that gets fucking wonky and weird. Whoa. Because when you hit 30, you you may have it at 30, you may have it at 31, 32. There's this weird jar effect, this jarring effect of just like things were just rolling and then out of nowhere you get something stuck in the wheel yeah. that forces you to take a look at time and like take a look at what's progressing and it kind of puts you in a what the whoa uh weird this is so weird um kind of space yeah so like anyways but that's what i went went through my head when i saw my dog shit okay cool <laughs> i am the dog shit <laughs> so is that so what does your note mean and and let's use this opportunity to teach you how to make clearer notes. I am the dog shit. The dog shit is the passing of time. You are the passing of time. You are the dog shit. That and also just I envision myself getting older and dying and imagine myself decaying into the ground like dog shit does and how despite... <laughs> What? You said no, 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 no at the beginning when I was like, "This is probably some fucking emo bullshit." I'm like, "Everything's useless. <laughs> the world no, is you... an ever moving cog, and we're just..." Yeah, you were talking about some type of global take on humanity. I was. Just, I mean, I'm it's, just talking about it's myself. Pretty close. I'm just talking about myself here. Of <laughs> just experiencing that. Of just, oh, that's gonna be me. All we are is dust in the wind, baby. That's my point. Yeah. Cool. How much time do we have to lift people's spirits before this episode is over? Ten minutes. <laughs> um, can I update you on Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings? Yes, because I've heard it's so good. It's so exciting. It's so powerful, and the visuals and special effects are so... Well, so I, want to I hear. am here to excitedly tell you it's yes. not. <laughs> The special effects are ge like genuinely stunning. They are like, yeah, this is a billion dollar TV show is kind of what it feels like. Um, it's they're putting things on screen that I have never seen before. It is like the awe of like when you see Minas Tirith for the first time in Lord of the Rings. And it's like just this huge helicopter shot of a totally CGI place. But it looks gorgeous and like real. And like you can see the architecture styles and there's little people walking around. It's kind of like that. But. 21 years later um and with amazon money um and inspired by all that there are quite a few things about it that i find cool uh there's that there's how all of it the lord of the rings movies <coughs> were very inspired by like a few very well-known like tolkien artists so like there was tolkien wrote the books yeah and then there are a few like artists who are like based on the way this is described and 
the way the elven language is, the elvish language is, and the way they're, they walk and how he describes their clothes and their cities, this is probably what the architecture looks like. Oh, and okay. basically all okay. the fans got together and said, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then a different guy or a similar guy or the same guy be like, this is how the dwarvish architecture looks. And it's very angular and square and thick and stone. And because the runes are very angular and strong looking, where elvish is very flowy. So there are, that would in, inspire their architecture and inform their architecture, which it does everywhere in the world like you look at arabic letters and arabic architecture versus english letters and english architecture there's a correlation there like yes. we make buildings that look like f's like like stuff like that and um like sculptures have s's but they have like points and like the the like spears on the top of buildings and like bubbles and things like that so uh but there are a few artists who just made insane amounts of paintings and drawings and things like that that kind of became adopted as the quote-unquote official like tolkien like this is what dwarves look like this is what the armor looks like this is what the architecture looks like heavily inspired like taken directly into lord of the rings i think peter jackson actually hired some of those guys to like okay now make the movie sets uh using your art style um amazon did the same thing they oh. used the same guys' artwork for inspiration. I think they hired some of the same guys, too, of, like, we're not... This isn't in the same exact world as Peter Jackson stuff. Like, it's, it doesn't correlate directly with the movies. We're not going to have any of the same actors. But they're both inspired by the books. We want to inspire both the architecture so it's, like, familiar to fans, and it's just... It's correct. Like, this is, this is what Tolkien's world looked like, so please do that. So I really appreciate that. Some of the visuals are incredible. The monsters that we've seen so far, the orcs are awesome. The practical effects look cool. The makeup is very good. The the magic, the way magic works, looks is very cool. Some of the landscapes are like jaw-droppingly gorgeous. Um, There are some things about the story that are very interesting. Like we know very well the time period that it takes place in and it's very much like the time is like crunched like they're telling a story that takes place over like a thousand years in like or like five episodes into it i tapped out at episode three but like it's already told the story of like a couple hundred years and and it makes it seem like a couple weeks like this person traveled here and talked to that person and then went to this person and talked to that person and traveled over here and it's like okay yeah but also like lived a whole life in between that but you're talking about it like they went here and then immediately went here so there's that it's kind of like at a breakneck pace but a breakneck pace where little to nothing happens (laughs) like there's just I traveled across the world to have a conversation with this person before traveling across the world to have that conversation with this person where there's like very little action. There's very little like things that progress the story. There's very little drama. It's just, it's so boring. (laughs) It's like my biggest criticism of it. Is that why you're not watching anymore? No, it's just, we're so bored. And some of the writing is atrocious. (laughs) Like some of the script, um, the opening scene is like a way, way, way flashback to when one of the main characters was a child and their uh, their older brother is there and he says a story about, do you know what the difference between a stone and a boat is? Why a stone sinks and a boat floats? And I'm thinking, okay, physics, density, like <laughs> buoyancy, stuff like that. And he's like, a stone sees the darkness of the water below and is drawn to it. And a boat also sees the darkness, but resists it and focuses on the light from above. 
And that's supposed to be like a huge lesson. Were they elves that said this? Yeah, they were fucking elves. That's <laughs> but it's not like very elvish. Everybody, everybody I've read talk about that thing that like is like the moral of episode one and like seems to have imparted a lesson on that character who's like it's imparting i won't be the stone yeah yeah (laughs) yes and it's like what the that's the worst fucking metaphor for anything ever be the Uh, boat oh my god it's so (laughs) it's so dumb and so much of like the character dialogue uh is very stupid for like known characters like isildur is in it spoilers the guy who cuts the hand off Mm -hmm. of sauron the human galadriel yeah human galadriel is a huge character in it Uh, she's she's an elf but she's young uh, granted, she's like 3,000 years old in Lord of the Rings, so she's only like 1,500 years old. But And I, I described her downstairs as she's basically Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. Like, she's like, I want to go out and see the world, and I, I can hold my own. I'm a tough girl, and I want to go on adventures and fight in the war. And it's like, it's such a drastically different version of Galadriel. They... Well, the Galadriel that we see in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings is this super experienced leader. Yeah. Right? This super powerful um, being. Intimidating, stoic, That went through wars and and won wars and led people to safety and saved a kingdom, right? So, I mean... I mean, I I don't recall how Galadriel was depicted as a child... But I don't think any elven children are depicted as the Kate Bishop type. Yeah. Uh, I think most of them, if anything, are just arrogant. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It, yeah. Or just like, I don't know, more like ethereal, I guess, is what I wanted. Like ethereal. Elves are supposed to feel otherworldly, I feel like. They did in Peter Jackson. Yeah, Elrond, Galadriel, Galadriel's husband. Even the soldiers. Uh, the the soldiers. way they moved, the way yeah, they responded to it was the commands. so, like, perfect and, like, yeah. yeah. They're just not. They're just humans with pointy ears. And it's... Are you telling me that's what the show is doing to them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, in the Amazon show, they're humans with pointy ears. Because elves are, as somebody pointed out to me, Legolas is a very good archer. Mm-hmm. Because he had literally thousands of years <laughs> yeah. to practice it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they're so... Yep. Like you said, otherworldly. Yeah. With how they conduct yeah. themselves. They, they have... Th- think think of like the wisest old man you know. Legolas is at least 15 times older than that guy. So yeah. like he's lived that many lifetimes. So, so yeah, there's that. And Galadriel is supposed to be like over a thousand years old in this. And she's just a spunky, she's a spunky but lady. I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to, you have to stay here and protect the kingdom. No, I must go on an adventure. I still have my quest. And it's like, okay, I feel like you should have gotten a couple of these out of your system in like your first 200 years or something like that. But I don't know. That's a little frustrating. There's other like factions in the show. They're telling it in like a Game of Thronesy kind of way, where there's a lot of different factions that so far have nothing to do with each other. There's a story over here. There's a story up there. There's a story over there. There's a story down there, and they're probably all going to meet because we know where the story is leading, um, because it's called the Rings of Power, and it's about Sauron tricking the elves into making the Rings of Power and then making the One Ring, and then they're probably going to tell the story of the initial war with Sauron the way Isildur cuts off his hand 
Oh, okay. Because wasn't there the other war that he did? Yeah, there's the older one, which yeah. the show takes place after. Like they already they know about. That's, that would have been the coolest show. <laughs> the coolest show would have been that. I, uh, oh my! I thought that's what it was. So there's Morgoth, uh, who's Sauron's boss. Yes. Who like stole the light from the trees in Valinor yes. before there was a sun and the moon. There yes. were just trees that gave off light to the entire world. He destroyed them with Shelob's mom, the big spider, who is an even bigger fucking spider. <laughs> she like ate one of the trees and he like burned the other one. So like, ah, oh, shoot. And then the sun and the moon happened. <laughs> so like they had light back, but only half the time. Um, and then like he had a bunch of forces. <coughs> He went away. He was in prison during that time. Sauron raised the power. He escaped. They stopped him pretty quickly. But then Sauron was like, yeah, now I'm in charge. And they had a big war. And he was like defeated. But they're pretty sure he ran away. But it's been like a thousand years and they haven't seen him. So everyone's like, Gladriel, shut the fuck up. He's gone. Okay. It's been a thousand years. And she's like, no, I know he's out there. And like, there's all this drama of like, is he? Isn't he? And I'm like, of course he fucking is. (laughs) We know he is. Like, it's doing what prequels do worst. Which is, I don't know, who knows what he's going to do. He seems to be really into making jewelry. What's he going to (laughs) do? And it's like, oh, my God. We know where this is leading, so just show us the cool part. Where I was talking downstairs of like other things like Better Call Saul, the prequel to Breaking Bad, does it so well because we don't know what it's leading to. Because Breaking Bad just starts, and it like didn't start with some big inciting incident. It just kind of picked up. So we don't know where breaking where Better Call Saul was going to like end off. So like that was still exciting. We don't really know what it's going to do, but we know it's building on these characters that we already know. And like, that's why it's exciting. And there are some characters who we know are going to live because they're in Breaking Bad. And then there are some characters who we know are going to go away in some fashion because they're not in Breaking Bad. And some of them are villains and some of them are really likable characters here. You're like on the edge of your seat the whole time because you don't know what's going to happen. Like there is never the scene in Breaking Bad where like, oh yeah, uh, Saul Goodman, our lawyer, there was a huge shootout one time and a bunch of people died. So you like know the show is leading to that. There wasn't anything like that. So we didn't know what Better Call Saul was leading to. That's why it was such a good prequel. Rings of Power is just... (laughs) moving at a snail's pace but at a breakneck speed snail's pace of just nothing exciting is happening and eventually it's going to lead to sauron making the rings because like they've introduced all the players who we know what parts they're going to play in the story except for a couple which is like the only thing about the show that like has me really excited there's an unnamed character in the show who we have no fucking idea who it is and then there's a named character in the show who they invented for the show that tolkien never wrote about but there's theories that he may actually be this other character that tolkien wrote about which that's very exciting to me because tolkien was like oh there's these guys and they exist and they're bad and but we don't know what their backstory is at all so i'm like oh if that's that guy and we finally get to like see this backstory that could be very cool and then this other unnamed character could be a few different people but it could be characters that tolkien didn't really write any stories about and he is on record saying i don't know what they did because i didn't write anything about them but they did exist so fill in your own imagination and if amazon said we have a billion dollars to fill in that imagination that would be super cool But then there's so much other shit happening in the show that I don't care about. And it's like hard to get through each episode. You know, you should have spent that time watching instead. All the other shows that are on our list of things to talk about. I'll just say we watched the first three episodes of Andor. Yeah, it's good. (sighs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to watch that ASAP. New episode came out yesterday or today. Today. And I heard it's very good. Andor is... I would say it's 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 borderline movie level. <sighs> yeah. It's also dark. Yeah. It's as dark as... It's about as dark as we said it would be. Yeah. Of, of how we were predicting just... This isn't like a happy show. Yeah. Nope. Not Can you all. give me the elevator pitch so far? Like, Andor, uh, Cassie and Andor is a kid on a planet, and something bad happens, and then it's about like the very small like sparks that start the rebellion or something. Um, maybe without spoiling it, which might be tough. I mean, it's well, we know Cassie and Andor's character. Mm-hmm. This is Cassie and Andor becoming the Cassie and Andor we know. Okay. Do you think the show is mostly about him or yes. is it mostly about like the world that he joins? Both. Okay. Cause, Cause know, when like, you meet Mon him, Mothma's in it. I don't know. Oh, she hasn't been in it so far. Oh, interesting. Cool. No, it's literally oh. just, there's this guy named Cassie Dandor. He's, he lives on this planet. Yeah. He's from this other planet, but he keeps that secret oh. and he's trying to get away. Neat. Okay. That's cool. all the story is. And um, then it's just, there's more parts in motion, obviously, that you pick up on. And obviously, the Empire, uh, were they, I don't think they're even called the Empire yet. I think they're they're called the Republic. I think they should be. No, because when, I'm pretty sure, chronologically, they are still considered the Republic for a period of time before they officially turn into the Empire. The Imperial Empire. Well, this because is... Because... It, that it's happens the, at the end of episode three. No, because the timing of what happens when it comes to the, for example, the Star Destroyers being retrofitted. Yeah. From the, uh, from like the, the white Venator and red. Class. Yeah. And they go all gray. Yeah. That is a, in direct correlation to the rollout of being the Galactic Empire. Okay. The Galactic Imperial Empire is, the, is the terminology. Because but, they mention it in the show. What? Like, they talk about the Republic. The changeover or whatever? Oh, okay. They don't say the Empire's here. Oh, okay. Like, that's not what they say. They say the Republic. Huh. Because uh, at the end of episode three, Palpatine says, like, I'll be restructuring yes. the, into the first Galactic Empire. Yeah. He will be restructuring. I don't think he... It actually oh, just okay. immediately turns it into... Interesting. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I, I did hear... I don't know what it is, and maybe you do, and I would ask that you don't spoil it, but I am excited because my favorite Star Wars guy, I saw a thumbnail of something. I think it was Cassie and Andor as a kid, and it said why how Andor is doing retcon in the best possible way or something like that. Like, apparently they're retconning some things in Star Wars, but, like, it's really worth it. Does that... Do you recognize that anymore? Do you know what he might be talking about? Maybe not. No, I don't know exactly what he would be specifying to be retconned. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send good, you the video. I won't watch the video, but I'll send you the video. you doing a very good job. Yeah, cool. I'm um, super excited. It's very, very good. Hopefully, I think by next week, I'll have caught up and we'll have five episodes to talk about. It's uh, it's dark. Yeah. It's well shot. The dialogue is incredible. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is 100% a shift of everything we've been watching on from Disney, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool. huge tonal shift. Like, it's not like an adventure story like uh, Mando. Mando is almost like a samurai western. Book of Boba Fett was a fucking bumbling idiot doing whatever. And this is like a dark, gritty, 
escaping oppression. This is straight into fascist regime. Hell yeah. Anti-authoritarian, anti-big government, anti- uh, like fight for the small person, fight for the community, fight for the people for their freedom. That's the vibe I love for Bell Rogue One. It's like, that exact same vibe. Oh, it's the exact. It's made even, by the same people, right? Like it's, it's the e- same producers or whatever. I think there's or I think writers. So. I think it is. No, um, I think the writer of Training Day. <laughs> Holy is, shit! <laughs> is doing it. <laughs> I think he's involved. Wow. Um, it's 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 almost more tense. Okay. Because there's nothing established. Yeah, exactly. There is no formal rebellion. Yeah, you're not running with your group of friends. You're running alone helplessly. It's just yeah, it's just yeah. it's just how do you survive and fight in a in a world that's slowly taking more shape of being against everything. Whew. That's awesome. And I wanting wait. to oppress you. I want to like run home and right now and see everyone. if I can bang out an episode. It's dark. Yeah. It's uh it's exciting, it's dark, it's tense. It's um Yeah. Because Rogue Squadron had that theme of there's hope you fight for hope yeah in this there is no hope of anything <laughs> it's literally just get by yeah wow it's just survive survive to the next day it's literally just survive there <laughs> yeah. is no such thing as hope for anything yeah exactly and i won't spoil a scene that literally talks about that but it's literally a part of, of just like there's nothing established at this point in time yeah so cool. it's yeah next episode first five episodes of andor oh yeah sure Let's talk about it sure i'm, I'm caught up on she hulk too Damn, I'm super not. I'm still having fun. <laughs> I'm still having a good time with She-Hulk. One of my friends said, uh, She-Hulk is really fun. I really like it. But it's the most vapid story of the MCU so far. Nothing. There's like no thing happening. He said there's a few threads where he's like, okay, that might be what they're building to. But like so far, it's just a show. <laughs> like <laughs> the last episode, the ending kind of puts some spice in the mix. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Of just, oh, this is actually about to take a turn. Yeah. Um, interesting but it's fun i like it i like she hulk she hooks a good time yeah that, that's what i keep hearing like it's very fun i watched episode one and i was like yeah this is fun as hell all right it's not bad yeah it's funny bad. like i actually laughed out loud at it a few times it's just yeah it's it's just goofy yeah but not childishly goofy yeah yeah so cool it's good stuff but andor i'm excited for your andor response i'm very excited cool next week hell yeah i'll see you here yeah, 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 But we know it sounds good. Hey, do you sound good? Yeah. Oh, me? Are yeah, we doing you, a test? You sound good? You sounded good? I think so. You sound <laughs> great. Oh, what the fuck was that? I don't know. I was just doing a cough test. Make sure my cough sound good. You want to have some black label? Nope. Okay. Uh, do I? Yeah, can you pass it?